Welcome to Justice Losers, a podcast where we talk about pop culture, something is in my eye, media, not naming movies, TVs, and comics. Oh, I'm your host, Preston, joined as always by my delightful co-host, Batman, and this fucking giant rock in my eye. Great Matt, timing, too. What should people do? Uh, people it. should like, subscribe, and they should tell a friend, and they should check out our... I don't remember what I said last this time. This was the Instagram. most distracted intro ever. Yep. Like you were typing and I was trying to get a <laughs> fucking meteor out of my eye. Yeah. Uh, check, out our, check out our Instagram. I posted a picture from the Swamp Thing comic I was reading a couple days ago. So oh, yeah. that, that counts as activity for us. <laughs> yeah. I, I tweet every once in a while. Yep. Occasionally you'll have something to rant about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So do all those things. Matt, what you been up to? Uh, well, right now I'm distracted because, well... I'm actually typing up something for the episode, but I'm also distracted because I'm watching the U.S. Chess Championships. Oh, God. Which is going on right now. I have to fight for his attention. Yep. Uh, You lose this fight, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad I'm less interested than staring at a prolonged stationary screen with a move every once in a while. Well, I mean, there's... (laughs) Let's see. There's uh, 12 players, but there's the, the open section and the women's section, so I suppose there's 12 total games going on at once, so... There's usually something going on in all of them. It's a, it, it's exciting. We, you, you know what? We are Hannah, we Hannah are both really lame people. This is this is true. We are so lame. This yeah, not gonna <laughs> not gonna dispute that. Uh yeah, so that's going on. Um, I'm I guess they're five rounds in. I'm rooting for Jeffrey Shang, who's a nice young man from Dallas. He's like eighteen or something. Um. I think he's tied for first right now. After Go Jeff. Four rounds. Yeah, because I don't. He's not one of the top rated guys. It's always fun to root for an underdog. Yeah. And last year, an underdog won it. Sam Shankland, and it was pretty cool. Oh yeah, I know him. Yeah. No, I know. Swell fellow. Um, and then in the women's section, currently leading after four rounds is Jennifer Yu, who is 16 years old and has won all four of her games so far. Good for which her. Is very impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Aside from that, uh, let's see. I watched. Uh, I guess a yeah. couple, couple of movies in, in preparation for this. One yep. of them I'm not going to talk about during the episode was Hot Tub Time Machine. Okay. Uh, it was kind of funny, but I'm never going to see it again. Yeah, I heard it was like, it's entertaining to watch, but it's not like a re- rewatch value kind of thing. Yeah, I liked bits of it. Sebastian Stan is in it, and he's oh my God. crazy and beautiful. He keeps, what the fuck? He's like the person that was in a lot of things before we all knew him, and now we're watching old movies, and we're like, Hi. Yeah. Hi, Bucky. Yep. What? <laughs> <laughs> speaking speaking of, like, people that you recognize being in little roles, I uh, watched Pitch Perfect 2 also. Okay. It's not a 2010 movie. I just wanted to see it. And it's it's good. It's, I think, similar to the first one. It's got some pacing issues, and it's kind of just predictable. We all know where this is going to go. But it's got that same – well, it's got the good music, and it's got Anna Kendrick, and those are always pluses. Uh-huh. And it's got sort of this – just really off sense of humor. Like, it's a little darker than you'd expect. Hmm. And it, it it's fun. All right. Uh, but it also has Keegan-Michael Key. Uh, I believe I knew that. And a Pentatonix cameo. Whoa, what? Yep. Because, I mean, it's acapella. They show up at the World Championships. Oh, okay. And Jolo Trulio. Who that? Uh, Boyle from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, shit! Yep. <laughs> And uh, what's his name that plays Tobias from Arrested Development? I d- don't know that. David, no. David Duke? Yes. David Duke shows up in Pitch Perfect. <laughs> they hit a low, <laughs> low bar. They hit rock bottom getting David Duke. Yeah. 
and uh, Birgit Hjort Sorensen, who you don't recognize the name. No, I don't. I will never be able to pronounce the name either. No, but you'd recognize the face if I showed you this picture. She shows up in Hard Home. Oh, she exists for one episode. Yeah, she becomes your favorite Spoilers. character for 20 minutes. She dies! And then... It's yep. the fastest, like, it's the fastest just, hey, look, cool character, fuck you. Yeah. Ever. Ever. I don't think I've ever fallen in love with a character so quickly and then just have it ripped away from me. Game of Thrones is like, we have this down to a science. We get you attached to a character, we kill them. <laughs> Let's see how quick we can make that turn around. Yeah. <laughs> no, but One she's, episode. Yeah. No, but she's in it. She's actually kind of the villain in this one, and it's great. Okay. So. Yeah. Nice. Um, also saw The Hangover, finally. Do we even know her name in the Game of Thrones? I don't think so. We, we, like, I think we learn that if they say it once. Maybe, But yeah. it's not one that everyone remembers. Everyone just remembers her face and also her being eaten by children. Yep. Game of Thrones spoiler. Look, it's been out it's for, a, like, what? It's a little. Three years? It's a little spoiler, yeah. too. I <laughs> uh, also saw The Hangover, finally. That's one oh. I just, I'd never gotten around to. Just the first one? Yep, just the first one. You gonna watch the other two? At some point, maybe. Yeah. First one was funny. It's it's pretty good. Yeah. I don't know. There there were moments I liked. There were fairly long stretches where I was just not that into it. Gotcha. But yeah, it was fine. Um, let's see. What else did I see? I saw the fighter, but I'm gonna talk about that later. Oh yeah, that's no. That's 2011. Nope. Are you sure? Yep. I'm pretty sure it's 2011. I fucking can't see it from here, dude. I'm just I'm gonna believe you. Since you pulled up the IMDb, I'm I'm gonna believe you on that one. Yeah, 2010. It was it actually won a couple of Oscars. Maybe it was like Real Steel. There's a fight one that comes out in 2011. Might be Real Steel. No, Warrior. Warrior. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so I'll talk about that later. Saw Shazam. Saw Us. Yep. Yep. Liked both of those quite a bit. Yep. Yep. Uh, check out a review for Shazam. Um, we were gonna do a review for. Us, us but, but we got out of it at like midnight yeah and this weekend has been kind of packed with stuff for both of us oh yeah real quick what'd you think of us i think we're okay <laughs> <laughs> no i fuck i i loved it a lot uh i didn't i didn't walk out of it going like oh my god that guy is a genius but mm-hmm. it was definitely like that guy can make a fucking movie dude yeah um two for solid two i it definitely didn't have my expectations. I'm not saying it didn't satisfy or it didn't over my expectations. It just wasn't my expectations. Because mm-hmm. I was going into it expecting all paranormal shit, which I hate. Yep. That's why I was so reluctant to go. Because mm-hmm. I hate paranormal stuff. And I was expecting it to be all that. So after like... Uh, for people who are cautious about like wanting to go see this, there's jump scares maybe for like two minutes mm-hmm. about... 15 20 30 minutes into the into the movie and then you're done with jump scares the rest of it is just like what is going on for the entire movie and it's really fascinating and it's just kind of a big mystery from the from that point Mm -hmm. um so if you're if you hate jump scares and you're concerned the movie is all jump scares it's not all jump scares yeah basically all you see in the trailers happens in the first 30 minutes yep um so don't be concerned about that it's a great movie uh but other than that like i was just kind of like this is about halfway through is when i got back into it because i was like uh-huh. this is not what i was expecting it to be uh-huh. and then i just let myself watch the movie okay um but yeah no it's a great movie yeah i i agree i um I, i've been over this in the past that i react weirdly to horror movies in that i don't feel the fear but i feel the tension more uh-huh and this one had both in ample helpings it seemed like yeah um acting was just 
absolutely off the charts phenomenal. Yep. Um, Elizabeth Moss is probably my favorite actress, and it's a good thing that she only had like two scenes because she would have stolen it. Except <laughs> Lupita Nyong'o was so good that there's that that was an unstealable lead. Yeah. So, um, I'm I'm excited to see Lupita get some attention come Oscar season. Yep. Because she definitely will. She crushed it. Absolutely killed it. Uh, even the kids were really good. Mm-hmm. Winston Duke was great. Yep. Uh, he's got actual range, not just yelly uh whatever his name is in black panther guy yeah um music was good uh it's a little less focused and more just kind of all over the place we're gonna throw a whole bunch of stuff at the screen you can kind of feel some ideas bubbling in there but yeah it's not like get out where it's just like there's this one very specific feeling and situation that we're gonna isolate Mm -hmm. this one it's more just like i don't know it's just it's kind of all over the place. What's the, um, oh, fucking what's Black Panther's girlfriend's name? Who, who Lupita, Lupita plays? Yeah, I don't remember the character's I, name. So her parents. This is just a fun little thing that I like doing. Yep. Her parents are Black Manta and, uh, oh shit, who's the, uh, fuck. Mm. How am I drawing this blank? I don't know. It's another DC character. Uh, Starfire. Starfire, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's a fun thing. Black yep. Manta and Starfire had uh, Black Panther's girlfriend, who then got married to Black Panther's <laughs> <laughs> rival, enemy then friend. Right. Yeah. They're kind of pals now. I, I'd say sort of because he's the what the White Wolf or no uh, White Panther. He's Mbaku. Oh yeah, White Wolf is uh Bucky. Bucky. Yeah. He's the gorilla guy. Yeah. Man ape is the, ah, oh. the, the old fashioned racially insensitive version. Yeah. <laughs> uh oh, okay, so yeah, that Us is good. Yep. You should go watch it. If you like uh if you like good movies and are not super sensitive to scary stuff, yep. go watch that movie. And if you like horror movies, go see it. Because it's yeah. also not just a artsy fartsy highbrow thing. It's not that at all. It's very much just a really scary, well crafted horror movie. Yep. Uh is that all you've been up to? I finished Swamp Thing Bronze Age Omnibus. Okay. Kind of just fine. Yeah. Uh, but then I, Age. I started Alan Moore's run. There you go. Holy balls, that dude is the best writer. You in hadn't the read Alan Moore's yet? I read the first volume uh, probably a year ago. Yeah. And really liked it, but I had no idea who any of the characters were or mm-hmm. what anything was doing. So I waited, got the Bronze Age, did a little background research. And just, I'm three issues in, and I... It's the first time since Killer Be Killed that I've had to just be like, stop, you can only read one issue tonight. <laughs> because it's just Yeah, Bronze Age was not good. It, it's not no, like it's it's not terrible. No, I mean like the Bronze Age in general. Yeah. It's just kind of like a really low point. And then yeah. it was like you got like you get like Alan Moore, George Perez, Marv Wolfman, these are the guys that came in the eighties. Yeah. Which you might hear more No, nah, you probably won't. Uh you'll hear about <laughs> that at some point when I do a history corner of that. Yep. Um but yeah, no, they like Alan Moore came around and was just like, "Hey, here's this," and yep. everyone's like, "Oh, comics are good." Yeah. Then speculator booms, speculator bust, modern age, history, history. Yeah, no. So like, just going from the Bronze Age, which even the Bronze Age omnibus, it's probably as good as Bronze Age comics get. It's mm-hmm. it's got some real darkness to it, and sort of it's it's very focused on him looking for his identity, and he's yeah, it's like I'm a monster and. Uh, it's, it's, it's written by, uh, Len Wine, Fine, 
Len Wein. W e i n. Yeah, Len Wein. Yeah. Who um, he's a he's a good writer. He's still around. Yeah. He's still doing stuff. Yeah. He he wrote a Swamp Thing, like a just a little one off thing recently. Yeah. Past five years or so. Mm-hmm. Um. No, like dude can dude can legitimately write. Yeah. And he created Swamp Thing and Wolverine actually. There you so, go. but but it's just a testament to how good Alan Moore is that going from him to Alan Moore is a massive step up. Yeah, just I, I posted a just a picture. the The picture I posted was Alan Moore is a better writer than you, and I just oh, took a I shot. Remember, of, I, I just took that. a shot of the page I was on. Yeah, because the dude has a way with he's he's a poet trapped in the comic book writer's body. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Yep. All right. All right. That's it for me. Uh, I, I finished reading all of the new 52 dark stuff. So I read, uh, I can't remember what I've talked about. I read the swamp. I read swamp thing, animal man. I know I talked about those, mm-hmm. uh, Frankenstein agent of shade. Uh, I read, I've, Oh, I haven't talked about I vampire. I vampire is actually really good. Okay. Um, so it's based, it's the new 52 run of something that, Existed, I think, for like seven or eight issues back in the eighties or nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, it used to be I ellipses vampire, but now it's I comma vampire. Okay. Uh, follows Andrew Bennett, who is known as the uh, Demon's Lock. Uh, he when he became a vampire, so Cain, you know, of Cain and Abel, that one. Uh, Cain is the root of all evil in, um, and like in the Justice League dark, like all the dark. Mm-hmm. dc stuff he's the root of all evil you got the seven deadly sins which like pandora kind of released but kane is the first evil thing um okay and he came around and he was like hey i'm gonna fucking eat you or bite you and you're gonna be a vampire and so he birthed vampires uh so he made andrew bennett who's the first vampire and andrew bennett he was uh kane was then banished mm-hmm. uh and as long as andrew bennett was alive kane was trapped Okay. And then, so story, story, story stuff. Andrew Bennett dies somehow. I'm not going to spoil that because it's pretty it's a, it's a good. It's a good lead up to something you see, almost see coming. And then it just like, you're kind of like fucking, wow, that was out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> All right. Um, it's like, it's leading you up to it and you're like, you're kind of preparing for it. And then it happens and you're like, oh wait, I wasn't completely prepared yet. Nah. It's All like right. when you're. That's always fun. Uh. It's like when you're walking up the stairs and you think you got a couple left and then it, you don't. Mm. So you take that step and you're like, oh, God. <laughs> That's a good analogy. That yeah. was not a food-based analogy. Wow. Woo. Nice. <laughs> I'm getting back. <laughs> um, but no, it, he dies and then releases Kane and then it's just like a whole bunch of fucking nightmare stuff. And um, it's a crossover with the Justice League Dark. It's a crossover with Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, though the Batman doesn't actually do it. Uh, it it's really it's i really liked it a lot actually i i'm kind of sad that it ends after three volumes i also read resurrection man who's a guy that every time he dies he comes back to life with a new set new set of powers okay and uh so like uh there's a lot of really interesting ways they try to play with that it has a crossover with uh suicide squad and the justice league dark i think later uh but that's also really good and they stop that so it's kind of I was kind of trudging through the trudging, yeah, yeah. I was kind of trudging through the Justice League Dark stuff, like all the uh, Dark DC things, uh, just trying to get through them so I can go back right. to the top of my chart, which is Aquaman. Yeah, <laughs> so like back to the big things. Uh, actually, what's next is the fr- as the uh, future's end, which I'm really excited for. It's a uh, flash forward five years when. <laughs> 
Batwoman is Bane, or Batgirl is Bane. So that's a that's a fun fucking thing. Well, she like yeah, she goes and gets trained by Bane and then kills him. <laughs> okay, it's so awesome. Uh, but yeah, no. So that's next. Anyway, uh, it ended on a really high note with Resurrection Man and I Vampire. Both of them are really good, and I wish they'd gone longer. But the stupid New Fifty Two fucking uh, approach of only fifty two titles run. So if you want another one to start, you got to cancel something. So they just take the lowest ones, which nobody knew about. I Vampire and yeah. Resurrection Man back then. Hard to get leverage or get traction if you're yeah not and a popular anymore already resurrection man <clears throat> is one of those like really underrated things where he had a run for a little bit and it was a really good run it's just not fucking batman yeah so it doesn't get the popularity and it's kind of hard to keep those going um so i'm gonna kind of resurrection man is one of the few that i'm gonna start going yeah we need more of him like i want to see more of him around right. um yeah, I'm feeling so i did those I watched a ton of movies. Good. Watched that eight. That was your job. Seven. Six. Seven. Six. Five. Five. Four, three, two, one. One of those. I watched a lot of movies, all of which you'll hear me talk about in the rest of this episode. Yep. Uh, I started, I watched Umbrella Academy, mm-hmm. which, good God, is great. God is great. God is great. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> it is very, very, very good. Uh, I did not know it was based on a comic, a Dark Horse comic. I'll tell you this, people. If you had any doubts about maybe, like, if you'd heard about Umbrella, so the Umbrella Academy is a uh, Amazon or not, um, is a Netflix, Netflix original yeah. show. If you had any doubts about maybe wanting to watch it, I'll tell you this: that show is making me like it's officially made me. I haven't bought it yet. Is making me break my DC and Image comics only. I'm about to go buy a Dark Horse comic because there's a there's three volumes of it, wow. uh, three parts to it. And it's so good. Um, apparently, it's drastically different from the actual comics. For instance, there's a woman who's kind of in charge of a, a, a group of people. Mm-hmm. In the comic, that woman is actually a sentient goldfish. Or not sentient. Goldfish are sentient. Is a, is a hyper-intelligent goldfish okay. that is in a fishbowl sitting on a robot body. Wow. So that's, that'll be fun, then, because it's like you get to have the... Have your cake and eat it, too. You get to go back and read the comics, but it's like a whole new story. It's like Kingsman. Kingsman was drastically different from the movie. Yeah. So it was still interesting to be able to read it again. Right. Um, Yeah, and it's... uh, it's, So, people who don't know, it's it's basically a new approach to superheroes. Uh, 36 children were born on the same day, the 1st of November. Um, None of the mothers were pregnant before they gave birth. It was just like, oh, suddenly I have a baby. Hmm. Like, uh, the first scene of the show is a woman's, like, uh, in a swimming class. She dives into the water and comes up pregnant. Huh. And it's just like, oh, God. Uh, and this old, really weird, eccentric billionaire goes and buys seven of the children from them. He can only track down, like, seven of them. Okay. And buys them from the parents. And takes them and raises them. And he forms the Umbrella Academy. And it's all these people who have different abilities. And it's just, they're all quirky and interesting characters and it's it's so much fun and all the actors are great dickon is a uh, the man with a martian uh, martian monkey body huh. they don't actually that, that's in the comic so it's a different ex- explanation that's why i recognize that guy from the posters yeah that's okay. dickon uh dickon from game of thrones so yeah no it's dickon. really good and i highly recommend it <laughs> i always i always do that when i talk about dickon <laughs> 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 um 
I watched that. I started watching A Good Place. I finished watching The Good Place. I got all the way through se- did two seasons. It's fucking great. Yeah. Um, even knowing the plot twist at the end of the first season, uh, it was fun to watch the pieces fall together. Yeah. Uh, and kind of like put it together myself almost. Yeah. Uh, and I really wish that I could see the season three, but it's on Hulu and Hulu only has the last five episodes. So I'm yep. missing the first four episodes. Yeah. Um, I, didn't, I didn't get caught up. I was like one episode behind or something yeah. pace. So I'll be waiting for that next season to come out. Yep. Uh, did I do anything else? No. I played Fallout 4 more. Or not Fallout, uh, Far Cry. Oh. I sat down, it was spring break this week, so I sat down and actually played a video game for the first time. Wow. In a very long time. I'm so proud of you. Uh, I killed some people, I took over a few outposts, and put my controller down, and now I'm back to going to school tomorrow. But what did Yay! you do in the game? Huh? But what did you do in the game? Oh, I cried. Okay. I literally just had my character sit down and cry. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, that's all I did. I did a lot. It was spring break. I fucking yeah. I did a lot of things. Yep. And I'll be doing a lot more shows because I learned recently that I'm actually way more productive at work if I have a show on my other on one of my monitors. Interesting. So I've got a lot of mindless shows that I'm gonna I'm gonna catch up on the menu finally. Yep. Um, speaking of mindless, I guess not Daredevil, but the rest of them kind of. Yeah. Um. So I'll be having those on. So I'll I'll be watching binging some shows. But yep. yep. Uh, news. News. I want to start off with something great that happened. Okay. Dora the Explorer trailer. Oh, did that happen? That happened I today. I didn't see that. God damn it. It's... Why? Why, Michael Bay? <laughs> Why is this happening? <laughs> it... It's just... It's so tacky. Michael Pena's in it. Oh. Oh, yes, he is. Look at that. <laughs> And it's just like, it's, she's, she's going to high school and then they go on a field trip and they get kidnapped because her parents are the explorers Mm -hmm. and they have to run around. Also, Diego's in it. Diego, the explorer. I don't know. Sure. (laughs) Whatever his fucking thing was. Uh, It looks so bad. This looks like Disney Channel Indiana Jones. It's not as bad as the Kim Possible thing. The live action Kim Possible where it's just, Oh, oh, so gruesomely horrible. Oh, that's where I recognize. She was in Sicario too. Dora was. What? Yeah. What a step down, dude. Yeah, no, she was great <laughs> in that. <laughs> I mean, she seems like she's. I mean, from what I can see in the trailer, it's very much a case of we talked about this in the um, Shazam review, and also we've talked about it a lot when it comes to the prequels. Good actor, bad writing. Yeah. There's only so much you could do with Dora, who has a giant backpack, has a fucking monkey friend. Named mm-hmm. Boots, and it's just it looks so dumb. Yep, I'm and turning this off. And doesn't need through. to happen. It bothers me. Yeah. Um. So that happened. Yep. What else has happened? Uh, speaking of trailers for unnecessary movies, Toy Story Four got a full trailer. Oh yeah, it did. Yep. Yeah. I, I mean, it looks good because I'm not hyped for it. Yeah, I'm not that excited. Yeah, but doesn't really need to happen. It really doesn't, but. You know, I'll see it. See, like, it's just, it's one of those cases where it, it's, it's one of those cases where they didn't do what Kill or Be Killed did. Right. Kill or Be Killed had four volumes and it's like, that's the story. Yep. You had this great conclusion. Like, you had these, you had this, like, not generation, but this just like little age range of kids that they grew up with the first two 
and Andy was about the same age as them. And then they're like, hey, all these kids are now in college. Let's have Andy going off to college. That's mm-hmm. like a great conclusion to it. Yeah. Now let's have a sister and let's just keep making money. Let's have an egg, a spork have an existential crisis. The kids will love it. Wow, that is a... How, did, how would that sentence get pitched and accepted <laughs> to someone like Pixar? Like, yeah, they've had their, their you know, cars too. Right. And planes. That's not them. No, it's not? No. What? It's a related spinoff. They still had cars too, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, how, how, did, how did they go, hey, this would be great to have a spork with glue and it has no idea what it wants in life. Just like, that, that's a movie we want to watch. Yep. I'm weirdly really intrigued to see how they do existential dread for eight-year-olds, but, yeah. you know? Oh, man. Right. Toy Story needs to stop. Pixar, yeah. go back to where you had, like, seven movies over the course of, like, 20 years. Yeah. That was great. You guys had good movies. Yep. Like, Cars was a good movie. I feel like it's not it's it's not yeah. held up to the state like it's it was, not held up like it was up and it was Toy Story probably thing. their worst movie up to that point and it was but still it was, really good it was still good yeah yeah and then Cars two happened and yeah. then they just started fucking just jizzing movies out yep and some of them have been good Inside Out's good Coco's good but oh yeah and I still need to see Coco and Inside yep. Out I'm it's very good. far behind yeah Catch anyway. Anyway, uh, speaking of trailers, we got a uh, Stranger Things season three trailer. Oh, we did! Yeah. It just looks like it's freaking crazy and about the same level of stuff we got from this trailer for season two. Yep, we... which is like, hey, there's just monsters and darkness and things going wrong. Yep, like everything's happy and normal for the first minute, and then just rapid fire shots, and then there's a new monster, and then cut the credits and yep hype because music. Do you think that Will is gonna still be the one that's like in the middle of it all? I don't know. I hope not. Because I need, they need, poor I, Will needs a fucking break. He's dude. been a plot device for two seasons. <laughs> he need, he, and he's, the kid's such a good actor. They need yeah. to actually let him act. He's just like in a coma for three quarters of the second season. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just not even in most of the first season. Yeah. It's just they're trying to find him. So, yeah, I hope, I hope they let him act because he's a great actor. Yep. And it's probably a good character. I hope they nix the government thing. That was like the weakest point for me was like, it's like, it's the government. It's the, what's the, that whole conspiracy of like, or no, it's actually not a conspiracy. The thing they actually did where they like. MKUltra. Huh? MK yeah. Ultra. MK yeah. Ultra. I hope they nix that. Like that, that was the weakest part of all of Stranger Things for me was just like the government, government being all like conspiracy. I was just like, what's this, under, what's this upside down? And I want to know more about this. Just, so does the government. That's why they're exploring. Yeah, but. Ugh. And maybe they can get weapons there because it's still. Just, just give me Eleven and uh, and Hopper being all dad and dad and daughter. Yeah, all their awkward and angsty relationship. Yep. <laughs> Fucking great. Yeah, that reminds. So, um, we got Hannah's sister finally caught up on Game of Thrones. Uh huh. And then we started her on Stranger Things. Okay. Because we are good. We are good people, and we, <laughs> we give people the good things in life. Uh, and. I had drunk most a bottle of wine when we started. It, oh no! And apparently, wine makes me really emotional because I was like borderline crying at four or five moments in the first two episodes <laughs> alone. <laughs> Show is so good, you guys. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. Um. What else is there? Uh, We're at thirty minutes. We got to wrap the news up and get right. into the episode. We got a teaser for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Didn't see anything. Just I haven't seen it. It's Quentin Tarantino masturbating for an hour and a half. No, huh. minute and a half. 
Okay. It's a teaser. <laughs> uh, let's see. We got a, a trailer for Lucy in the Sky, which I've been interested in because it's Noah Hawley who did Legion and it's got Natalie Portman and she's an astronaut and goes crazy and maybe shoots someone or something. Dope. Looks fun. Uh, we've got a release date for Bill and Ted 3. W- what? Yeah. Aren't they like the excellent adventure? Yep. Jesus. Oh, yeah. isn't that Jimmy Fallon? No. Oh, no, he's from Wayne's World. Probably. Right? I don't know. I've never seen Wayne's so. World. Oh, I don't know. Uh, Who's in Bill and Ted? Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves. Oh, that's right. That's Keanu one. Yeah. Oh, cool. So, yeah, that's coming out in August 2020. Assuming All right. everything remains on schedule. Yeah. I who knows? forgot that thing was happening. Yep. Because, you know, apparently all of Hollywood is like, hey, guys, sequels. Yep. And nostalgia. (laughs) Yep. Sequels and nostalgia. Uh, Also, apparently the Flash movie is getting a rewrite from Grant Morrison and Ezra Miller. Okay. Okay. Yes. Good. Stay on this track. Holy shit. You got Grant Morrison writing it? Stay on that track. And Ezra Miller. Well, okay. I... Which I am intrigued by. I I mean, I don't know about... I'm I'm talking about Grant Morrison Mm -hmm. did The Flash. Mm-hmm. It's like literally the only thing you can do better from Grant Morrison is get like Mark Wade or Jeff Johns to write it mm-hmm. exclusively. Like, yes, good. If you're going to have superheroes, how about have the people that wrote some of the best stories of them write the story? Do you suppose it'll translate to the screen? I have a lot of faith in people like uh, Grant Morrison. Okay. Grant Morrison is is one of the top dogs of comic writing. I didn't know this was happening, which is why I'm freaking out right now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm like good. I think I think this is good. I'm intrigued by the Ezra Miller part because he's he seems like a really just interesting creative dude. Yeah, it's either gonna go on to do interesting things in a half dozen different directions, or he's gonna die of a heroin overdose. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I oh, I can't make the joke with you. I do get a uh, a vibe of like a four vibe from him, but you don't know that because no, that's an umbrella that. umbrella academy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I, I think that's actually really good to have the the main character or mm-hmm. the main actor. Yeah, it, like because it's been in turmoil so much because he's just like in creative conflicts with the people who are running the movie, yep. which is it's a fucking death sentence for a yeah uh, for a movie. Yeah. But if he's like involved in writing. He'll have pitches like, I want to do this, and mm-hmm. you'll get a good performance out of him. Mm-hmm. Um, although I will say, even if he like dropped out, who cares if Barry Allen drops out? How about you do the fucking Wally West exactly. Flash? Sure. You've got Flash. It, it's a legacy character. That's with DC. You, if you like Batman and Superman are like, and Wonder Woman are the only ones that basically don't have a legacy that you could. You could you can have Dick Grayson fit in or jump in because he has. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like. Even if Ezra Miller did drop out, even if he's writing and he doesn't want to star in it, yeah, get Wally West. Sure, I've, if you you've heard my pitch, yeah, I'll I'll do my pitch a different time because okay. we gotta wrap this up. All right, that's all I got. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. Okay, I don't think I have anything else. Cool. Okay, all right. So we are doing a thing this year, folks. It's 2019, which means in about 10 months it's gonna be 2020. Which means in about 10 months, we're going to be in a new decade. Yep. So what we're going to do this year is we're going to look back over the best movies of the past decade using our 2020 hindsight. (laughs) I just thought of that. I'm so proud. 
I have really bad vision. That makes me feel targeted. Yes, you should. <laughs> I have really bad vision. I'm being, I'm being hyper ableist here. <laughs> uh, so yeah, no. So what we're going to do is for the next 10 months, we are going to break down each year from 2010 to 2009 or 2019 yep. and talk about the top number of movies. We'll just kind of riff on the best movies of the year. Yeah. Um. So this year we're doing 2010 or this month we're doing 2010. Yep. Uh, April's 2011, and then like et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, so until so December. We're doing 2019 because it will be the end of the year, so we will have mm-hmm. all the 2019 movies, yep. most of them. Yep. And then maybe early 2020, we'll do a whole decade retrospective yes, or something. That. Yep. Uh, so 2010. All right. What movies came out this or 2010? Let's see. Well, it was a good year for kids' movies. We had Tangled, How to Train Your Dragon, and Toy Story 3. Yep. Uh, at the top of the box office, Toy Story 3 was at the top of the box office with a $415 million U.S. gross, followed by Alice in Wonderland. Forgot that movie existed. What? Yeah, the oh, Johnny shit. Depp one, Tim Burton one. All right. And then Iron Man 2, so that would have been the MCU entry oh, fuck. from that year. Uh, Twilight Saga Eclipse in fourth place. Oh, my God. No, don't use the grossing because I haven't seen any of these. And also, that's a terrible movie. I haven't seen. Grossing it. doesn't mean quality. No, I'm just I'm I'm hashtag fucking inc- uh, not Incredibles uh, Transformers. Yeah, high I'm grossing ta- movies all garbage. No, I'm just I'm I'm talking about what was popular this year. Oh, okay. Uh, Definitely, Hollows Part One came out. Oh, yeah. uh, Inception was near the top of the box office. We that also had we also had uh, Despicable Me and Mega Mind, which were also two animated kids movies that were very similar. Okay. Um, Shrek Forever After. Oh my God. Yeah. Forgot that movie existed. Yep. On the more serious side of things, the uh, best picture winner was King's Speech. Okay, good. Uh, watch that. Best performance was Colin Firth for King's Speech. Yep. Uh, best performance for an actress was Natalie Portman in Black Swan. Uh-huh. Saw that. Uh, let's see. Best supporting actress was Melissa Leo for The Fighter. Didn't see that. I did. So I can talk about that. Uh, best adapted screenplay was Social Network, Aaron Sorkin. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, who's Aaron Sorkin in that? The screenwriter? Oh, Bob. <laughs> I missed the first part of that. Uh, let's see. What else happened? Uh, Christian Bale won Best Actor for The Fighter. Um, Inception did well in the Technical Awards. Uh, yeah. So, what movies did you see from 2010? So, I liked? watched... I'm trying to remember. So... There's a lot of movies that didn't get Oscar nominated but were highly rated. So yes. what I did is I went through the top ten top rated movies of twenty ten. There's uh, like a pop IMDB has like a popularity metric. Oh. Because if you go to top rated, it filters by like it even has a really small number of votes. So it'll get movies that have a thousand votes and a nine point five rating because they only have a thousand votes, and then you'll get Bollywood movies and Yeah. Uh, but if you sort by popularity, you get stuff like Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, and Inception, and Shutter Island, and Tron Legacy, uh. and Kick-Ass. So, the movies I watched were Inception, Social Network, uh, Black Swan, Shutter Island, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, The King's Speech. Yeah, those. Uh, other movies that were in the top ten were How to Train Your Dragon, Toy mm-hmm. Story 3, Kick-Ass and tangled uh i did not watch tangled because i don't really care yeah go ahead and slaughter me in the comments 
Tingling's uh, good. I didn't see Kick-Ass because I'd seen it before. I didn't see How to Train Your Dragon because it wasn't free on anything. And I've already seen Toy Story 3. And uh, that's the picture that's... up. Oh, that's the picture. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that fucking monkey. Well, yep, that's a thumbnail. So, feels like this wasn't a great year for, like, blockbuster, big, sort of high-profile stuff, with the exception of Inception. <laughs> so, what... Thoughts. So, 2010 was kind of the valley of the recession, which had been coming since 2008. So, mm-hmm. it, like, there'd been enough economic turmoil and stuff to set our movies on sort of a trajectory like that. Yeah. So, I think that's an argument for why there's so many kids' movies that did well. It's because it's escapism and yeah. letting your inner child back out and people moving back in with their parents because they weren't able to afford their mortgage anymore. Yep. <laughs> Uh, and then of course also just, this is when franchises are in full flower. So you had Harry Potter coming to an end and Twilight in the middle of its whole thing and the MCU starting to kick off and, uh, Clash of the Titans and Tron Legacy and... I maintain that that's a pretty okay movie. I've never seen it. I won't argue with you. Kind of a, kind of a fun, uh, fun romp of a movie. All right. Go in there like, yeah, kill each other with lights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Star Wars, isn't it? Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think it wasn't a great year for blockbuster stuff. Like Iron Man 2 is not very good. Yeah. Um. So I just thought of this. Iron Man 2, I really love the first half because it spends a lot of time just throwing problem after problem at tony stark and he just starts kind of getting overwhelmed yeah and it seems like it's kind of going a dark kind of almost gritty route where it's just he's gonna get dragged down by all this yeah but then they had an avengers movie to get to in a couple years and so they spend the entire second half of the movie just artificially fixing all his problems yeah so i think i think that's an example of where the the spirit was at where it's dark and there's just a lot of problems coming at people from many different directions yeah but then it kind of got ruined by the the franchise trajectory. Okay. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. It was just a little one off point, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but I want to talk about some of the more serious movies because that's what I yes, care please. about. That's that's also what I watch, so yeah. I would not be able to contribute much. <laughs> uh, yeah. So well, let's talk about the okay. Let's talk about the movies we've both seen. Okay. Because then that would actually be discussion instead of one of us just like ranting about something. All right. Well, we uh, both saw Black Swan together. Both saw Black Swan together. That's a good starting point. With Andrew. Yes. Um, Holy bonkers was that a harrowing situation. Yeah. Um, that was an uncomfortable movie. Just uh, from the perspective of the two of us, uh, we're both musicians. We both yep. were raised as musicians, which means we both went through auditions mm-hmm. and performances and mm-hmm. things. And damn if they didn't capture that. Yeah. That anxiety of the audition and... Yeah. Like, having someone stop you mid-audition is one of the most gut-wrenching feelings ever. Because yeah. you're just like, shit, I messed something up it's, so bad they done. want me to stop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they do that. Yep. Because, like, it's just, it puts you in that feeling. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know how Andrew felt about it, because he wasn't a, he had been a musician, but he's not as in-depth right. as the two of us. Right. And I don't know how about how other people fit that, but I still feel like they did that. They put you in the position of someone who's like... Something's going wrong. Yeah. So do you think that that's because they just did that aspect of it really well? Or do you think it's also because they supplemented it with little bits and bobs of psychological that's horror? Kind of what I was about, uh, just thinking as I was talking, because, you know, most of what I say is just me thinking about bullshit as right. I go. Right, right, right. Um, 
I think it's, I think it's kind of a, it's both more so that it's, you have these like moments where she like has a panic mm-hmm. and the face that she makes or like kind of the way she reacts is very similar to when she has fucking feathers growing out of her. Yeah. And it puts you in this just like all these other psychological horror things. It's just something that's rather trivial or like uh, kind of normal in the middle of all this like stuff going insane. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like if you have a line of nails and mm-hmm. you and you put your arm on it, mm-hmm. but there's one spot that's there's not a nail. Mm-hmm. You don't feel that one spot that there's not a nail. You just feel a line of nails. Okay. So it kind of gets lost in there that that was actually normal. You just think it's part of just the things that are going insane. Right. And everything's going wrong. Right. Uh, I do want to give a quick shout out to that dude that's in the, the <laughs> black swan, the evil thing that just walks by and goes, hey, like towards the end of the movie. It's just this yeah. wonderful little splash of normalcy amongst the chaos. Yep. <laughs> and I almost died. <laughs> yeah but i think yeah i I was not expecting this to be a psychological horror Mm -hmm. like it was right because it's just everything's melting down around her it starts it right off the bat with a controlling mother who thinks Mm -hmm. that she needs to be exactly what she has and then it puts her it it's constantly putting her below people Mm -hmm. um she's below the guy the fucking um lamarck Yep. It's not his actual name. He's Lamarck in the Ocean's trilogy. Right. Uh below Lamarck, below his mom or below her mom, mm-hmm. below that other girl that like they kind of stopped paying attention to her about halfway through. Winona Ryder? Uh maybe. Uh I think the, her name was Veronica. The older one? Oh no, Veronica, no. Oh, and then and then, and then uh then Betty. Winona, yeah. Betty? I don't remember. Whatever her Beth. name is. Beth, yes. Right. Uh, putting her below that, putting her below everything, and it's just her yeah. trying to like kind of claw her way up. That all-consuming death, destruction quest for perfection. Yeah, exactly. Which is what the it's... whole movie's about. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and it's it's just not what I expected coming from a movie that's based on just a straight up ballet. Sort of based on. Well, not based. It's centered around. Yeah, centered around. Yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a difficult movie to watch. So harrowing. Um, if you don't like tension or <coughs> unpleasant imagery, like someone ripping a hangnail all the way down. To the <laughs> don't bring that back. Uh, oh god, you, you're not okay with broken toenails and. Oh god, that one made me cringe too. Uh, yeah, it's they go out of their way to make you really uncomfortable because it's just about how terrifying and destructive this quest for perfection really is yeah i've never had a movie like smack me in the face with it that hard yeah whiplash tried didn't really land the blow for me Uh but this one just and i think it's because it goes the psychological horror route yeah it's it's got that extra stuff to put you in that that state Uh uh-huh it's so we we talked about horror last week a little bit and we've talked about this in the past that horror is it can be used as a mechanic to put you in a a more vulnerable headspace or something put mm-hmm. you more viscerally into a situation. I think that's why it's so effective here. Puts you into a situation a normal person might not understand. Yeah. This like I'm near the top of the world there is just this unbelievable pressure on me from all directions yeah. to be perfect. Yeah. And the normal your average everyday person or even someone like us 
we we kind of get it because we've mm-hmm. been through the music stuff but we don't really viscerally get it and so yeah. they have to use that horror as a, a way to transmit that feeling to yeah us. so very effective mm-hmm. very good all right all um right. king speech king speech i haven't seen this one since i was about 14 so okay you start with your thoughts uh it it is very much not a three-act structure i noticed Mm -hmm. because i've noticed i do this and it's really annoying i annoy myself with it i'm pretty sure i'm gonna start annoying everybody else with it yep i say act three like because it is such a like when you start to notice those the the three-act structure yeah you can kind of pick it out yep act three is the hardest cutoff yep because it's it's after the character the the main character loses to the antagonist the protagonist loses the antagonist in some way or there's an emotional breakup between two of your protagonists. Yep. And whenever that happens, it's just like act three. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's you can feel the curtain drop. You go to intermission and then you come back. Yep. Um, I've noticed that. I. I oh no! Oh no! 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 That's a different movie. King Speak. Def, King Speech definitely does it. Okay. It's when uh when uh George or uh. uh Damn it, Birdie! Mm-hmm. Birdie gets mad at um, Lionel, right? And like they scream. He's like Lionel's trying to be like, "You'd be a good king. You'd be a good king." And he'd be like, "No, fuck you!" And like walks off. Right. Lionel's like Act Three. <laughs> yep. So it does have that, um, but it it's surprisingly a lot less about the stammer than I thought it was. It sort of uses that as a almost a, an internal metaphor for yeah, like sort of his bigger struggles about trying to become a ruler being a, yeah he right was way. like he he ra- he was raised as like i'm not gonna be the king my brother's gonna be the king yeah and then like um it, it really is it's once uh albert um fucking what's the word abdicates right he's just like holy crap i have this other problem that i now have to take care of yeah so it just becomes like a his all the anxiety of be, of now suddenly being thrust into the throne and all of his family being thrust into the throne mm-hmm. is manifested in his stammer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this thing that's just this blaring thing that he never thought was going to be a problem, and suddenly it's a huge problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and thanks a friend along the way, we get to see lovely Queen Elizabeth as a little child. Um, yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is the first time I've ever seen Helena Bonham Carter actually cleaned up. Hmm. She always plays a frazzled or messy woman. Yeah, because she's always in a Tim Burton thing. And he oh, says, I mean, it's even no, even yeah, even in like Harry Potter. Because Sweeney Todd was Tim Burton, right? Yeah. So Sweeney, uh, it was her uh, in Ocean's Eight. She was like a dirty oh, yeah, kind of fucked true. up person, like, sort of drunk. And... Harry Potter. She was Bellatrix Strange. She was just really crazy. Just, yep. She's always. I always see her with frizzy hair. <laughs> it's the eyes. She's kind of got the crazy. It's the eyes. eyes. She does the <laughs> eyes, but like. Seeing her so cleaned up and literally the like the married married to the like the queen mm-hmm. is just it's a it's not it wasn't jarring. It was like, oh, she does this well. She's just a great actress. She's fucking fantastic. <laughs> uh yeah, no, it's it's great. Alright. Do you think it's a worthy best picture winner? Because it always kind of felt like a safe choice to me. I think it's a safe choice. Okay. Um I mean it's what <laughs> what would rich white uh uh aristocrats vote for more than the english royal family <laughs> mm, let's see 
Tangled? <laughs> I don't see any of the other nominees that are more of an obvious choice than that one. Yep. Yeah. So it, it definitely, uh, it, see, it just seems more like the one that was just like, yeah, that's that's the one. Yeah. Um. So it's, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I, it did not end the way I thought it would, would end because I was pretty certain they were going to do the head, the headphone things, the music while talking. Mm-hmm. Cause like that worked. Why mm-hmm. not just have him read the speech with music? No. But it was, uh, it was cool seeing like little aspects of, but kind of the whole movie culminate into that mm-hmm. final speech. Yeah. Uh yeah, I guess it's about him overcoming the crutch maybe. Yeah, and he definitely wasn't ha- hadn't overcome it. Mm-hmm. It was definitely a struggle for him to yeah say that speech. But if there's if there's no tension in your your big climax, then it's just no fun for anyone. Yeah, cough, Captain Marvel. Yeah. Uh, Let's Guy see. Pierce was great as a guy that's just angers everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Guy Pierce is always great. Yep. He was in Animal Kingdom, which is one of the 2010 movies I saw. Oh. It's like the Australian crime drama. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty good. I'm not going to talk about it much more. Okay. Just... Uh, I don't think I have anything else. Inception? Oh, dude. So good. Yeah. Holy crap. Uh, I had watched that once when it was, when it kind of had just come out. Right. Um, Because my parents made me watch it, but I was, what, nine years old? No. No. 14. 14. Yeah. I was 14 amidst the, I was definitely still at the age where I was watching Lord of the Rings and Star Wars just for the fight scenes. And I watched right. the, the, the duel of the fates and the yeah. battle of heroes multiple times. Yeah. This was not the movie for you. This was not the movie for me back then. Uh, going back and watching it. Holy crap. Yeah. There is, it's just every word spoken is important. Yep. And it's great. Yep. Uh, it all made sense too. Yeah. People talk about it being confusing all the time, and now, now I'm thinking back to all the people that said it was confusing. I'm like, you're just simple-minded. Yeah, I think I think it, <laughs> <laughs> it's got its internal logic, and it plays pretty well by its own rules. Yeah. And it's got a real coherent story, and it's got like themes and emotions and stuff, but yeah. it's also just a fun, crazy sci-fi heist movie. Yeah. Just, it's a great movie. Oh, absolutely. That was, yeah. Um, It's just, give Christopher Nolan more. I think this was the movie that put Christopher Nolan on the map as, like, a person for me. Okay. Because I saw Dark Knight, and I loved Dark Knight when it came out. That was 8, right? Uh, Yeah, it was 2008. Damn. Oh, we get to watch Dark Knight Rises at some point this, this year. This is true. This, this is true. Yeah. Uh, But no, I was like, okay, I really like Dark Knight. And then there was this trailer for Inception, and it was, like, by the guy who did the Dark Knight. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess they just have someone in charge of movies who, like, does the thing, and it's their name on it. I didn't really have like producers. a coherent conception of the director. Yeah, at that but point, that's producers though that do right. that. That's just their name, right? Like, because uh, Dora the Explorer is produced by Michael Bay. Yeah, yeah. How much does he have to do with that? <laughs> he just pays money. Yeah, that's literally apparently according to Andrew, that's literally what producers are there for. It's just to throw money at things. Yeah, and, which, it, and also with a, like a high profile name like that to lend some some legitimacy to the project. Yeah, like Christopher Nolan produced Man of Steel because DC wanted someone who'd successfully rebooted a dc property before yeah to give it some give some weight yep um no but so i i looked at the trailer and i didn't like the trailer i remember because it 
trailers do this a lot where they'll edit like different scenes together and the dialogue feels really clunky. And yeah. the Inception trailer was a really bad case of that. And I was yeah. like, this just looks stupid. I didn't realize that that was what had happened. Mm-hmm. I was just like, this looks stupid. None of this makes sense. This isn't how people talk. <laughs> and then I like my friend was like, okay, we should go see it. And I was like, yeah, okay. It looks okay. <laughs> and I walked out like, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Cause so at this point I was developing more of a taste for movies. Mm-hmm. And so I think that was what puts Christopher Nolan on the map for me. I was like, oh, because this is, I think, I think everyone, when they're kind of getting into movies, they're going through a phase where the best movies in the world are the ones with the greatest twists and turns and stuff. Yep. And so Christopher Nolan with like the prestige and memento and stuff, yeah. those were some of the next things I watched. And so, but it was a, yeah, it's a, there's it's, a lot of misconceptions about Inception. That was a weird sentence to say. <laughs> um, for example, Mind Heist, the, the blah song, is not in the movie at all. It's the trailer, yeah. It's, it's the trailer song. It wasn't written by Hans Zimmer. Wasn't it? No. I did not know that part. Yeah. Um, It's not confusing if you just pay attention and actually, like, you know, watch the movie. Cough, cough, people that watch movies as, lege- like, as like, just, oh, I'm just going to, like, just kind of blankly stare at it. I'm realizing the difference between us and the peasants is that we're better at, like, turning on a movie watching part of our brain and actually engaging with what's going on and it's a more more immersive experience yeah oh absolutely i'm definitely able to just like go watch a movie and not care and like just because there's movies like that that pander to people that don't want to like think about movies but inception is one of those movies any not well not any christopher nolan movie you don't really have to think hard about batman uh not so much you can sure because there's definitely themes yeah um but like with inception you gotta you gotta watch the movie. You gotta make an effort. D- d- don't be on your phone when watching that movie. Yeah. Because I was definitely, I got a text and I had to respond to the text and it took me a little bit to read the, or to type the text back. Mm-hmm. And I looked back up and I'm like, nope, fucking missed something. Yeah. And I was go- I was out for 15 seconds and I missed something. Yeah. You gotta watch and pay attention and understand yeah. what's going on. That always, that really bugs me. I don't have a problem if you want to watch a movie and be on your phone, but you don't get to look up and ask me what's going on. Yes! Ugh! <laughs> oh. Uh, I, I, I piss Tiercy off when we're watching Game of Thrones because she'll mm-hmm. get on her phone sometimes. Mm-hmm. But she's actually phenomenal at uh, re- uh, obtaining the information while she's on her phone. Okay. Because, like, something will happen. I'll occasionally, like, nudge at her, like, when something visual is about to come up. Mm-hmm. But, like, occasionally I'll be like, you catch that? And she'll be like, yes. And I'm I'm starting to get a resentment in her voice when, she, when I was like, did you catch that? <laughs> she's like, yes. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. You're on your phone. Yep. I wasn't sure. Yep. Um, yeah, no, it's. A great movie. Um, oh, the other misconception is that it's an ambiguous end. It's fucking not an ambiguous end. No. The, literally, if you, again, if you were watching the movie, you'd know that the the top doesn't even, like, shake, like, uh, like um, wobble, wobble yeah. when it's in the dream. If it wobbles, that means mm-hmm. he's awake. That's the whole point of the very slight wobble at the end. Yeah. Is it's to show he's awake and everything's fine. Yeah. So people are like, oh, is he awake or is he asleep? It's like, he's a fucking awake. Yeah. Like, it's it's clear, but <laughs> it would be it would be such a, so much worse of an ending if the top actually fell. Yeah. And just be like, look, this is really obvious. Yeah. Because your, your brain likes it when you pick up on something that's not just super in your face obvious yeah and so that's the best way to do it yeah also have you seen have you seen the theory that his wedding ring is actually his totem it's not the top Ooh, because whenever he is i think whenever he's in the dream he is wearing it and whenever he's not in the dream he's not and he's clearly not in the last scene 
Interesting. Because the top was her totem. Yes. So you don't like you don't share totems like Yeah. Well, I mean, when he died when she died, that's when he took it. So I think but that's a good point. He didn't mm-hmm. have a totem. Yeah. But it's like every scene it's it either shows wish, up or it doesn't. I wish they'd done a little bit more with totems. Mhm. Although I'm glad they kind of didn't because that would kind of start to it'd, puff it'd, up the movie. It'd get a little too interested in its own rules. Yeah. Cause, like if you cuz we don't know uh, we have the loaded die. We have uh, what's her name? Uh, Adeline or a- Anna? Uh, Anna Danilated. The Ariadne. The Ar- Ariadne uh, because her, because her chess of piece. the the Minotaur in the maze. Ariadne's the one who gives Theseus the spool of thread so he can find his way out of the maze. Oh She's shit! She's the architect. She's the one who's like finding the ways in and oh, out of the maze. Oh shit! Yeah, everything comes back together. Oh shit, dude! Yeah. This movie got layers, man. <laughs> Man, it's like, it's like movieception. Whoa! Yeah. Also, the other misconception: Inception doesn't mean something within another thing. Right. It. You guys do understand what the word Inception is, right? <laughs> it's. Uh, God, that pisses me off when people are yeah. like, if there's like, like people call it like the Russian what dolls the. Uh, the egg-shaped women dolls. Yeah, and they're like dollception. It's like <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> People need to chill out with these fucking things with Inception. Yeah. I feel it's like a, it, it's a it's a highbrow movie dressed up as a popular movie. Yeah. That's a good that's a good way of putting it. Mm-hmm. The fucking plebeians are ruining it. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you watch our movie? God. Uh all right, enough about, enough, enough about that. Uh, uh Also, wait, real quick, I just want to comment. Holy crap, it's just the cast of the of the Batman series. Oh, yeah, no. Really. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally if I am going to rewatch the trilogy to see if I can find Leo DiCaprio in there, and then it has all the main characters of like all the main characters. Oh no, doesn't have it. Christian Bale. Doesn't have Christian Bale in it. Um, that's that's the switch. Leo and Christian. Those right. are the swap because then it's everybody else. Because right. that would have been it. just too on the nose if y'all yeah. had the lead. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Bane, Scarecrow, Talia. Uh, I learned a thing. So the guy who the 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 Asian Ken guy. Watanabe. Yeah. Yes. In the Dark Knight trilogy, I was always under the impression, because I haven't watched Batman Begins in a while. Mm-hmm. I was under the impression that uh, um, Liam Neeson's character is Ra's al Ghul. Mm-hmm. He's not actually Ra's al Ghul. The mm-hmm. Ken Watanabe yeah. is Ra's al Ghul. And he's like, yeah, Ra's al Ghul, the, the, there's a line like, he's Ra's al Ghul, the body, I'm the spirit or something. Oh. Really? Is that what they say? Something like oh, that. Oh, that's fucking lame, dude. Rachel Gould is an actual person that's yeah. been alive for like 600 years. Yeah. And and uh, Henry Descartes is uh, Liam Neeson. Right. Who is the guy that trained Batman to be a, the world's greatest detective. Right. So, anyway. Anyway. Uh, what other movies? We're at an hour, so I want to... Yeah, I should start wrapping this up. Uh, um, uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Just a few things about that. That's a great movie. Uh, it's a pretty good movie. I Ed, Edgar Wright is so much fun to watch. He I just want to go nice. on a binge of watching all of his movies. Does a lot of great things that yeah. I liked in this uh, Spider Man and Spider Verse things, where like they animate sound effects. Mm-hmm. Um, the just the like the fast paced, like the way transitions happen, the way that uh, there's like little hints about things that are happening. Like you have a number for all of the X's. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see the number numbers like, like popping up on their shirts. Yeah. And... So uh, Superman 
Brandon Ruth has a three mm-hmm. when they're going to the bar. It's the, the bar is called four, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So man, Chris Evans should have been the fourth one because then he could have <laughs> had like a four on his shirt. It'd be a double, uh, yeah. double layer. Yeah, actorception. Exactly. Works. <laughs> um. So yeah, no, it's a lot of fun. What mm-hmm. else that I watch? Social Network is great. Uh, mm-hmm. that's the one that didn't have the three act structure. Okay. Yeah. Because when I thought it was act three, there was like 10 minutes left in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that's... it, it ends rough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, that's kind of the point maybe is that Mark it doesn't. Zuckerberg is a twat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's, I think that's kind of the point is it doesn't come to like a nice cathartic feel good conclusion. Cause yeah. it's a real life story with messiness and ugliness and bad people that's doing kind of still continuing. Yeah uh yeah no it's great uh jesse eisenberg god that guy can act yeah as as much as i hated him as lex luther if he was anybody not called lex luther he would be that would have been a phenomenal character yeah eh, well he's, he's just a great actor yeah um it would have been a good performance trapped in a badly written role yeah um uh army hammer can really act circles around himself which he did kind of he a little bit kind of upped himself yep. constantly boyer is arms hammers he can <laughs> <laughs> uh he can argue with himself yeah boy can a, can the guy argue with himself mm-hmm. he's probably got some fucked up shit in his head uh <laughs> <laughs> he'd make a he'd make a great someone in the batman universe yeah i think i pitched him as a young harvey dent once i see it i kind of like that um brenda song for someone that came from a disney channel show yeah. Good actress. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty much. Oh, uh, Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Fucking killed it, dude. Yeah. Another one. Like with the, his Spider-Man, like not great movies, mm-hmm. but dude, that guy's a good actor. Yeah. I want more with him. Yeah. What else has he been in? Uh, Hacksaw Ridge, Silence. Um, <laughs> you should see Silence at some point. Okay. It'll, I think it's 2016. So cool. you'll have a chance uh something else that's more obvious and he was in something recently and i can't and i don't know anyway i'm I'm not gonna bother looking it up even though i have good guy good dude yep um Um, i watched the fighter okay which was uh won a couple oscars mostly for acting it's um uh christian bale is a washed up former. That's why boxer. he wasn't in Inception. He was doing. That's why. Right. Yeah, he was. He was getting skinny for this one because he's a crack addict. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. God, that dude fucks his body up so yeah. much. Uh, so he's and then his little brother is played by Mark Wahlberg, and he's kind of a more of an up and coming boxer. Hey, um, hey, cow, how's it going? Be the cow. <laughs> Say hi to your mother for me. <laughs> People who don't get that joke, you should go watch the Andy Samberg, Wal- uh, Mark Wahlberg SNL stuff. Funny okay. shit. Anyway, sorry. Uh, yeah. So Christian Bale's character, he's the older brother. He's kind of living in the past. He um, he knocked uh, Sugar Ray Robinson down in a boxing match back in like the 70s or something. And that was kind of the high point of his life. And he's very much sort of the, the washed up former athlete who's trying to relive his glory days and stuff. But yeah. then also cycling into drugs and despair on the side. Good. And Mark Wahlberg's trying to escape from that. Um, but also it's his brother. So there's some attachments there uh amy adams is in it she's really great uh she's amy adams is great anyway yeah she she just she seems just a little bit too nice as a person to play this character because this is kind of just a world full of terrible people mm. but i think that helps because it gives her more emotional resonance i guess in the role um so yeah it's a 
it's it's a good boxing movie with some great acting especially we should do a we i bet we, i bet we have enough boxing movies to get a boxing movie episode out oh yeah definitely i mean ignoring all of the rockies we could probably just do rocky one and two yep and then the creeds yep uh fighter fighter cinderella man yeah. uh real steel <laughs> raging bull warrior warrior which isn't a classic boxing movie but it's about martial arts isn't it MMA? yeah it's like mma yeah i mean so fighting movies yeah yeah we should do that at some point yeah. um let's see shout out to the true grit remake for being the one of the only remakes to be better than the original good for them yeah i feel um, like someone i know was in that not i know personally jeff bridges that's Matt damon yep oh i didn't know Matt damon was in it though yeah it's definitely jeff bridges also but... i think Haley steinfeld who's she again uh bumblebee girl Oh, she was, she was also in Pitch Perfect too. We need to see Bumblebee because apparently that's already that's kind of good. Yeah, yep. Oh, we'll get to it eventually. Stop making good movies, people. Yeah, there's so many to catch up on. Yep. Uh, Toy Story Three's great. Not my fault at all for watching what like ten movies for ten years straight. Yep. Only ten movies. Yep. Uh, Toy Story Three is great, of course. Uh, Blue Valentine and Meek's Cut Off. I've talked about the past couple weeks. I've watched those in preparation for this. Those are both good. Uh, Blue Valentine's a really hard watch, and definitely don't watch it with your kids. I'm pretty sure it's NC-17. Oh. It's All right. pretty graphic. Um, a couple I wanted to touch on just for a minute, because I really like them. Uh, Centurion is a... Uh, Michael Fassbender's a Roman Centurion in, ah! like... I remember hearing about that. First century Britain, I yeah. guess. Um, and it's... A lot of like beautiful landscapes and bloody action and betrayals and they're just like trying to flee while these savage British tribes are trying to track them down. It's like a small band of people in the wilderness mm-hmm. trying to survive and fight their way through. Uh, it's it does a lot of like little subversive things that make it kind of fun and it's a lot of just blood and guts and hacking people with swords in the best sort of way. Okay, so I like that one. Uh, and then Incendies, which is a that one's by Denis Villeneuve who uh is now on the map for arrival and prisoners and uh oh gosh sicario mm-hmm. just rapidly becoming one of the best names in hollywood um and this was his movie before prisoners so it was reasonably high profile i think it was nominated for best foreign language uh-huh. um because he's french canadian and it's mostly in partly in french but it's set a lot in the middle east it's about like a family trying to track down their father these kids trying to track down their father and their mom was really traumatized because there's some one of those middle eastern conflicts in the 70s yeah that uh cost her a lot and that one's uh hard to watch but very good mm-hmm. so i like that one um all right uh do you have a top five of the year uh real quick I, there's a couple other ones i want to touch on okay. i just kind of skimmed oh, through other movies yeah, yeah. that came out uh due date is fucking hilarious that came out in 2010 oh yep I'm, uh that that's actually that one, where but... robert denny jr taught me how to say the word fucking correct oh he's like forceful fuck mm-hmm. uh uh despicable me was fine I winter's, don't it winter's bone is really good but it's kind of artsy mm-hmm. it's uh jennifer lawrence actually doing some great acting yeah in a like an actor's movie Deathly Hallows is actually really good. Yeah, part one, I really like. Yeah. I rewatched the Harry Potter movies relatively recently, like past three months or so. Yeah. And that one surprised me. It's uh, it's very much like just kind of all act two. 
Yeah. Or like, which is like where turn, most of the girth of the plot is. There's a lot of two. there's a lot of a lot of pain and defeat and it's yeah. I think the most emotionally mature of the movies. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um it's, it, it's good. It's good. 127 hours uh as far as I remember was like just hard to watch. Yeah. Cuz it's it does a great job of, you know, like a person being stuck and mm-hmm. that's the entire movie. Uh I will never fucking forget when he's trying to cut the nerve. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the movie? I've seen that scene. Yeah, it is they, not like, a pleasant scene. They use the sound design to just yeah, like... the sound and just the visuals of like it just flashing in your face. Yeah, I it was so hard for me to watch that. Yeah, uh, I forgot to talk about Shutter Island. Oh yeah, uh, I didn't know about the twist at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, so you still haven't seen Shutter Island? I've, I've oh no, you have. I yeah. can never remember what you've seen. So spoilers for Shutter Island. I mean, spoilers for all these, I guess. Shutter Island, if you are good at calling, if you're good at foreshadowing, like seeing kind of foreshadowing, or you just start like, you observe it enough where you start to pick up on things. I called from the first frame that Mark Ruffalo was on the, on the screen. Mm -hmm. I called that he's not who he says he is Yeah, from the beginning. It was just the fact that it showed him. It was like, you got your main character being blah, 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 blah. And then he comes out. And he looks at this guy who's just staring off in, the, uh, off in the distance, and I'm like, that guy is not who he says he is. Yeah. I don't know who he's going to say he is. All I know is it's going to be bullshit. Mm-hmm. And I fucking called it. Like, yeah. it was I – I wasn't sure if Matt had seen it, so I wanted to text him, and nobody was there for me to just say. <laughs> so I have no evidence that I that No, I, I, called I believe it. you. You're good at calling <laughs> stuff, and I think that is the sort of thing that you could call. Yeah, just – Like the way he's revealed. Yeah, he's ju- you just see his back. Like mm-hmm. you don't know who he really is, and that's the that's kind of the thing of it. So mm-hmm. called that. Uh, probably top five would be in fifth place. Fifth place, probably Black Swan. Okay, as harrowing as it was, I didn't go away from it going like, oh my god, I want to watch that more and more. That's not necessarily the criteria I would use, but well, like I mean, I'm also I didn't think about my rankings. Okay. If I had more time to think about All it. Right. Uh, That's fair. I'm, I haven't decided what I'm going to have in fifth yet. Number four, probably Shutter Island. Okay. Um, I love Leonardo DiCaprio. I love. It's uh, a it's a good movie. Yeah. Uh, number three, mm, probably Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Okay. Number two, King's Speech. Number one, Inception. All right. Uh, given your high praise of King's Speech, which I don't remember, but I remember liking, I'll make that my fifth place one because I couldn't okay. decide what was going to be in fifth place. Uh, in fourth place, I'm going to do The American, which I talked about a couple weeks ago. Okay. It's uh, George Clooney in Italy. He's an assassin. Um, mostly, it's just George Clooney drinking wine, and there's a lot of tension because he's always looking around corners because he thinks that lots of people are out to get him because mm-hmm. he's an assassin. But then it turns out that probably people are out to get him because he's, he's, he's an, an assassin. assassin. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a uh, it's good. It's um, I talked about how it weirdly reminded me of Up in the Air. Where it's oh, like yeah. kind of an isolated person trying to find humanity in any way he can. Yeah. It's just a really different way of doing that. Uh-huh. It's just, I, I find it interesting that George Clooney was the lead in two movies that made me feel the exact same way that came out like Plastic a year apart. fucking garbage, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm still looking at the Spider-Man uh, earbuds that we got when we yep. saw Spider-Verse. Yep. They're just so bad. Yep. All right. So number four, The American. Number three, I'm going to do Shutter Island at three. Oh, okay. I, I really enjoy that movie. It's uh the cinematography pushes my buttons in the rice way, sort of the the rice way. All right. The right way, sort of the <laughs> autumnal grays and browns and yeah. stuff. I 
I like that and the the rain swept sea and yeah, the storm mm-hmm. like really fucks with you. Yeah, and uh, and Leo's a great great actor, and I also probably just have some nostalgia because again that I saw when I was in my oh twists are the best thing in movies yeah. phase, and that one's got some good twists. Yep, but I think it's just a good movie anyway. Uh, I'm gonna do Black Swan at number two, okay? Because that one really spoke to me on like a visceral level as well as an intellectual one. Yeah. And so it's one I've been I've found myself thinking about a lot since seeing it, just thinking about the ideas and how That's a good point. The audience demands perfection of the artist and that can take a serious toll and are we okay with that? Yeah. It's it's a movie that made me think and is still making me think and was also just a really good powerful watch. Yeah. Um uh, but then number one, Inception. Yep. Yeah. Nothing so, nothing stopping that. We're so we're saying top movie for twenty ten is Inception. Yep. I'm not gonna argue with that. All right. All right. So that is the answer. You're wrong if you disagree. Yep. Uh, if you disagree, then that means you're a plebeian and a, and a weakling and a uh, simpleton. Indeed. Uh, put your face into a dirt and go to sleep forever. Several dirts, even. Several dirts. <laughs> not one, not two, maybe three dirts. Who knows? Three dirts might satisfy. We might quench see. the dirt need of your face. Anyway. This is a shall weird we? bit. We'd better shout. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening to our definitely official ranking of the top movies of 2010. It's definitely going to change before, like, next week. Oh, yeah. I'm going to – I'm probably going to write, like, my own top ten list or something after I've got some more thought, and it's not going to be the same. Uh, yeah, look forward to our – next month we'll be doing top movies of 2011. So if you want to get early on that train and tell us stuff to watch while well, we've still got actual time to put it on our list and maybe get to it. You can hit us up on Facebook, where we're Just Us Losers. We're also on Twitter, at Just Us Losers Pod, and Instagram, by that same handle. Uh, if you want to just email us a list of every single movie that came out in 2011, because you want to make us watch all of them, the best place to do that would be Gmail. Our Gmail is justusloserspod at gmail.com. You can find this podcast, including our fine reviews of movies like Shazam, which we got an advanced screaming, uh, screaming? Screening. Screening. Advanced screening of last night. That was uh, Indeed. Uh, you can find our, our podcast and our reviews on SoundCloud and iTunes and Podbean. Uh, next week, we're doing a history corner on Captain Marvel and Shazam and that whole controversy. We're finally ironing out all the details officially. We're laying out a timeline. We're going to have narrative. We're going to have character arc. We're going to have story. We're going to have right, betrayal. We're going to have romance. It's going to be so boring. It's going to be boring. Uh, let's see. Wow, way to, attra- way to go, Matt and Preston. To attract audience for the next episode. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, yeah, don't forget to tell a friend. Apparently, word of mouth is really good for boosting podcast subscribers. So, really, I think it's your fault that we're not popular. Um, I think it's just the fact that we suck. And we tell people that we're going to have boring episodes. That's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's prob- that's, yeah, that's probably it. Uh, I think I've said all the things I'm supposed to say. So, thanks for listening. Bye. 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 <laughs> oh, good. Nice.